Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. That's it. We're done here. Should be. You should be. <laughs> Mix of rain and snow today. Uh, accumulations in the higher elevations. That's what I just came from. Tomorrow, uh, cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. If you're listening to today's show on the podcast, which will uh, be posted after 10 o'clock today, it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Well, that's going on in Holyoke, but uh, what the hell is going on at Wilbraham? Two, uh, two incidents over the weekend, and then now the Fryhoffers is closing. Son of a bitch. What is going on around here? I mean, uh, you know, the crime is bad enough in that town, but now you've got uh, yeah, being put, uh, the- family businesses being uh, bounced out. Is that a family business, or is that like a... We'll have to find out. There had to be a, a Mr. and Mrs. Fryhofer at some point. Well, yeah, but I think, it, isn't it like Entenmann's and, you know, it's just like a, under a blanket of... I really I really don't know. Entenmann's. Is that a castle in England? No, it's the pastries at the end of the aisle. <laughs> uh, we got tickets to the Andrew Dice Clay. He's going to be coming to uh, the Springfield Symphony Hall in March. We'll tell you all the details about that. And at 7.50 this morning... Code word Alexa could be worth an Amazon Echo Pop if you're paying attention. And uh, am I the a-hole? Am I the a-hole? Mm-hmm. All of that and more. It's 5:37 on Rock 102. Is it snowing in Southwick? Are there power outages in Palmer? Rock 102 is always live. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A mix of rain and snow out there this morning uh, and a high of 43. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, the Oscar nominees were announced yesterday, and uh, ladies, there's some bad news. The patriarchy has struck again. Barbie was nominated for Best Picture, but director Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie got snubbed. However, Ryan Gosling did get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Here, here's the thing that gets me. Why was Barbie even considered for Best Picture? It's not that great of a movie. It's okay. You know, I, uh, I, I, uh, <clears throat> we watched it. Yeah. But um, most of my attention was still on my phone, playing games and stuff. I uh, yeah. couldn't really get into it. Now, I would give Margot Robbie any number of awards, like, um, uh, like the hottest chick in Hollywood. I would give her that that award. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably the only one. But best picture? Yeah, that, I don't think so. I wouldn't. Uh, I think that was just to be like, oh hey, we we recognize that you brought in uh, a gazillion dollars for this thing, so we'll just put you here on the. Uh, that was more of a novelty than it was for cinematic art. You know what I mean? I mean, I could see you getting a. You know, like a like a Oscar for set design or yeah. you know, costuming, right? But as a movie, yeah, yeah no thanks. That's a much. Before you get too bent out of shape about how all the chicks got snubbed, because I know you're really fired up about this. Yeah, that's I'm I'm beside myself. We should note that America Ferrara got a nod for uh, best supporting actress, so a woman was recognized for it. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess but we're all set then. Barbie got eight nominations in total. Oppenheimer leads the pack with 13. 
Poor Things followed with 11, and The Killers of the Flower Moon came in third with 10. Those include a Best Actress nod for Lily Gladstone, who is now the first Native American with an acting nomination. Uh, also, Martin Scorsese uh, now holds the record for most Best Director nominations for a living person. Steven Spielberg is second with nine, but they're both behind the late Will Wyler, who had 12 for directing movies like Roman Holiday and Ben-Hur. Mm. Uh, what? Did, uh... Did Taylor Swift Eras Tour film get no nominations? I Not a single I don't nod? see that listed anywhere. I find that see. to be out an outrage. Uh, do documentaries usually get uh, considered? Is it really a documentary? I, don't even, I wouldn't even call it a documentary. It's probably. I bet you it's probably going to win something. It damn well better. She gave a hundred percent during yeah. that performance. It's widely uh, considered, and what's widely considered another snub, Leo DiCaprio did not get nominated for uh, starring his starring turn in Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh no, what will he do with all the other ones that he has in his house? Maybe if he had started a movie that people had seen. Do you think he has the, the Oscars that like he talks to each other, like he plays with them like they're little like dolls? <laughs> it's like, and he's like, we're going to get you a girlfriend soon. And then he comes home and he's like, I'm sorry guys. We're not going to get it this year. She had a softball game last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she might make yeah. JV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does like him young, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, movies that got shut out completely include Saltburn, which I still haven't oh, seen yet. You know, but I keep don't. Here. Did don't. you watch it? Yes. All right. See, this is the... I don't... I told you, my friend told me to watch it for the for to to get the jokes that come out of it. And I'm like, I don't even know if I really want to do that. You know, if you if you know the basic things about it, that's probably all you really need to do. All I can tell you is, is probably about three or four WTF moments where you yeah. just go, "Why the hell am I watching this?" Listen, my kids are home most of the time. I'm not going to turn something on like that. No, in that I, that, house that is. I don't. Yeah, you definitely don't want your kids yeah, watching that. No, no. Uh, anyway, uh, Saltburn got shut out. Uh, all air, all of us strangers. Priscilla, Origin, Wonka. Ooh, Wonka got snubbed. Hmm. Asteroid City and the Iron Claw. First time nominees: Lily Gladstone, America Ferrera, Divine uh, Joy Randolph, Jeffrey Wright. I don't even know who these people are. Godzilla minus one. A Japanese Godzilla movie that became a huge international hit is up for Best Visual Effects, making its first nomination ever for a Godzilla fil film. What? That has ends taken so long. The 70-year drought. Yeah, there's so many really great Godzilla films. You ever see the one when Godzilla's fighting Mothra? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That was a hell of a battle. Well, sometimes they don't make uh, the big stage. Too bad. The uh, Oscars will air Sunday, March 10th. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel will sleepwalk his way through the ceremony as a host. <laughs> he will be telling all the jokes that people have written for him. Why do they? Why do they pick the same people every year? Why don't they? Just, why don't they continuously have a different host every single year? Why do they really need a host? Well, could they you... just send all the results in an email? Yeah, you could, but. All these rich, uh, rich gurus want to get all fancied up and get their picture taken on the red carpet. You know, I guess. Uh, ladies, it's time to take that vibrator out of the bedside table drawer and give it some air. Twenty twenty four, you're gonna wear it with pride on your finger.
at least that's what Gwyneth Paltrow is hoping. Mm-hmm. The Goop 2024 Valentine's Day gift guide has arrived, and it includes the Crave Tease Vibrator Ring. It's a bullet-shaped love toy attached to a ring that goes right on your finger. Wow. According to the product description, it will, quote, bring a little buzz and warmth wherever your hand wanders. And, hey, it's only $195. Couldn't you save yourself $195 by just using the finger alone? I guess you could. Why don't you just uh, pop one of them? uh, There's got to be something like maybe a ring pop and a... And like a life alert or yeah, something you put yeah. on there, you save yourself a whole bunch of money on there to buzz it around. <laughs> I could just sit at my cell phone and call myself repeatedly on the house phone. Yeah, yeah you could do that too. I got to tell you, this guy, there's a guy who writes in some of these Kim Kardashian things. Yeah. And, and he's a genius, and I don't know. He doesn't want to be recognized, though, so I, I, I really, but I want to let everybody know that I didn't do this. This was a it's, uh, it's hilarious. It's a yeah. listener contribution. Yeah. Okay. Kim Kardashian showed off a tiny G-string from her Skims Valentine's Day collection on Instagram yesterday, leaving many of her followers questioning if the microthong even had uh, material enough to cover the, the anatomy. Right? Sure. She must have had something to say. Uh, oh, my God. The last time I did an inadequate job of covering up the anatomy was when Ray J tallied the skin banana into my hairy smell of Fonte. And that's next, <laughs> next day we can purchase on Uport for $39.95. Day I come and I want to go, go home. home. <laughs> uh, well, I've got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim. But we once had a low-key stay-at-home weekend enjoying movies, movies and music again. First, we watched The Clamtastic Four. <laughs> then we followed that up with The Adventures of Cuckleberry Finn. <laughs> last, what, are you, and, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm not done yet. Oh, and okay. lastly, we watched the blockbuster hit Indiana Moans in the Temple of Poon. <laughs> it was then, of course, time for some music. So after we put away the mop and squeegee, we hopped into DeLorean and took a trip back in time to get our doo-wop on with each other while listening to everyone's favorite 80s rock harmony band, none other than Spewey Lewis and the News. <laughs> you ever listen to Spewey Lewis and the News? I think what? every Yes, I have. I think everyone could benefit from, from Spewey every now and then because sometimes bad <laughs> is bad. <laughs> And that is a submitted Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! UMass men. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, coaching can be an incredibly lucrative temporary position. One day you're getting a big fat contract and a press conference. The next minute you're getting canned because everyone who loved you at the press conference now thinks you suck. That's pretty much how it goes for everybody, and it's not just in the NFL. Yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin, after just 43 games into the season. That winds up being the third-shortest coaching tenure in the NBA's 78-year-long history. The dude didn't even make it to the NBA All-Star Weekend, and he's already out of a job. Why was he let go? For having the audacity to coach his team into the second-best record of the NBA. Three and a half games behind the Boston Celtics. The nerve of that guy. 
How dare he coach the Bucks to a record of 30 wins and 13 losses? And having only won six out of their last 10 games, you could see the writing on the wall was for this freaking guy. Sure, if the Bucks were in the Western Conference, they'd be tied for first place in Minnesota, but that's not how things are. Because after making that offseason trade for Damian Lillard 43 games ago, it was clear this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. And so, it was time to cut the cord and admit they made a terrible, terrible mistake giving him a $4 million a year contract. Now, the rumors are the Bucks will now focus on hiring former Celtic head coach Doc Rivers to replace him, which frankly makes total sense. But there are also rumors that the other contributing factor in firing Adrian Griffin was the fact that his players thought he was kind of a dope, and that may be true. But to fire a guy after only 43 games, that puts him in a category of ineptitude that goes beyond the record books. That's 13 games longer than it took the Sonics to fire Bob Weiss in 2005, and 20 games longer than it took the 1992 Spurs to fire Jerry Tarkanian. But those guys were fired for losing. This guy was let go for having the incompetence to coach his team into a winning record. And that takes some real effort, because it's very, very hard to do. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Stanley three-piece wood chisel set, 10 bucks. An Irwin uh, quick grip heavy-duty one-handed bar clamp, 10 bucks. It's the 10-buck hand tool sale at Rocky. Stanley and Irwin hand tools, only 10 bucks all month long at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 614 and Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow this morning and then uh, eventually just becoming cloudy. Uh, high of 43. Tomorrow, mm. cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Just looking at uh, 22 News, uh, there you got a reporter out uh, outside. Uh, I don't know where oh, that is. It looks like snow a, angel. Yeah, it looks uh, downtown. Smith. Yeah, Kara Smith. She's uh, they just did a, a a pan over to the street so that uh, you can see what a wet road looks like. Oh well, you know uh, I wasn't aware of what one looked like, but at least she is on the scene telling us what's going on. That it, I have no problem with uh, her doing that, but uh, thank you, Twenty Two News, for showing us what a wet road looks like. Maybe uh, maybe she graduated from the uh, the news crew. Maybe she was the what we saw people before mm. and now she's the actual reporter. Now they're you know setting I mean? up to do to cover hard hitting yeah. news. She used to say, "Oh my god, look at the wet road." It's crazy. <laughs> you know Santa's not going to give you hot chocolate up at the North Pole this year. What you're looking at now is a road that is covered with wetness. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about, uh, I know a lot of people who are in like business offices Yeah, that have historically within the last, you know, four years or so have been working from home. And then all of a sudden January 1st comes around and they're like, and they told these folks, you know, months, months prior too, but Hey, uh, come January 1st, you're going to have to come back into the office, right? <laughs> You know, we're paying a lot for real estate uh, uh, for this office space. Yeah. Uh, could you come back and stop fooling around at home? There's this uh, opinion piece on uh, on CNN. Uh, not that I really care about this guy's opinion, but the but but the story that he tells: uh, banks like Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase and tech giants like Meta are demanding that their staff be back at the office several days a week. Those return to office demands are often couched in a non-falsifiable claims about the necessity of having chance encounters at the office where people bounce creative, productive ideas off of each other, mm -hmm. which you could easily do over a Zoom call. You could always text somebody. 
Yeah. Typical of this view is J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie uh, Dimon, or Diamond, who uh, claimed in 2021 that working from home doesn't work for spontaneous idea generation. There's no empirical evidence for this claim, and the desire for employers to see their employees working in their offices seems to be more about the need for control and attachment to the old ways of doing things. Mm. The return to office demands uh, also make little sense for an overall economic perspective at a time when a third of Americans who can do their job remotely now only work from home, up from seven, only 7% before COVID. Yet the economy is very strong in terms of, of low unemployment and GDP growth. If working from home suppressed innovation, productivity, and creativity, you would expect quite different economic results. I don't... Uh, I, I think w- what it comes down to is these corporations own this real estate, or they're at least leasing it. Sure. And if there's nobody in there, then they don't have they don't get like tax write offs and things like that for utilizing a space. When uh, the pandemic first hit, I think we were talking about the idea of what this does to office spaces. Yeah, and, and the real estate. That, you know, if you have everybody working from home and this winds up being like a permanent situation for some people, which, you know, it, it has been, yeah. uh, you know, you, you basically eliminate the need for large office space. You know, many companies pay per foot. Right. You know, when it comes to like their, their you know, their, their, their rent agreement. And, uh, you know, that can be very pricey. Yeah. But if you got an office space that's, you know, 75% empty half, you know, for most of the week, yeah. that's hard to justify the expense of, of the rent. Uh, working parents in particular benefit from not having to waste time, money, and flexibility commuting to an office. A 2023 bank rate survey found that 74% of working women with children are in favor of remote work, while 64% of all working Americans support it. Uh, this guy has some insight in, uh, into this as a parent who now works mostly from home. This guy obviously works from home. Well, right. they're CNN. They're always calling it in anyway. It's not like they're, <laughs> right. it's not like they're really going out there and doing much. Right. Uh, this arrangement gives me a lot more time to spend with my kids, and if there's any kind of unforeseen emergency, I can be there for them in a way that during the era of the office I couldn't be. Now, we talk about this industry. This is really hard to do. Uh, remotely, but it's done. You know, there are, you know, that guy, Marty tells us about that radio show that he goes on up in Rochester Rochester, where the guy, you think you're going in to meet the guy and you go in there and all it is is a video screen and he's had his house in sunny Florida. I think for what we do, that's fine if you are like a solo show, if you're just doing it by yourself. When it comes to other people involved, it becomes a whole lot more complicated. I... I, don't, I mean, it, 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 there's a whole lot of factors that would go into that. Yeah. If you're, I mean, we interview people we don't even see all the time on a, on a phone. Right. Um, but I think for like uh, timing and things like that, mm-hmm. tim, timing is it? How you say it? Timing. Timing. It's easier for me to look at you and know what you're, you know, what you're about to do and what I'm about to do. That kind of thing. Like yeah. it, you couldn't sustain that. I don't think you can sustain that if you're. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I I think there there are certain things that yeah. that need to happen. But you know, take this argument out of out of radio here for a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people that are that are working from home. I know like a lot of college students that are you know they're still all yeah. remote because classes are being offered online rather than in a classroom, and that's fine. That's yeah, that's perfectly fine. I know for me personally, 
I need the structure of going to a place. Oh, I to don't. work. Oh I, no, no, I don't. I, I totally can stay at home do. All day long. No, it, my yeah. my my mornings are so maniacally regimented. Right. But after the show is done, it's not. And I know that if I don't have a place to go, a place to be, I don't know if I have the same yeah. discipline to do what I need to do every day if I'm doing it from home. But think about all the people that work here. You really don't need salespeople here in the building. Actually, because most, they should be out selling. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Most of the day they're gone anyway because yeah. they're out doing you know business for this company. So what's the point of even having... Well, I think, it's, I think it's important for people to come into the office every now and then. Maybe once a week, once every two weeks. Yeah, but, but I don't I think, think you I think, need to be here every day. It, for probably that, not. That, for, it, for that job, yeah. no. I, I agree. But you know, I, this is like so situational. It's like you know, some jobs you don't need to be in an office. Some jobs kind of require it. And I understand. And to me, it's this is it's very hard to paint a, a full blanket generalized picture of this because every business and employer has different things that they do and different requirements of of time. I and mean, if you're manufacturing something, you can't do that from home. You're building something or fixing something. Yeah, you, you, you can't do that remotely. You you got to be at the shop. You got to be doing certain things. But I mean, you know, I'm uh, I w- for example, I was dealing with this uh, this lawyer down in Georgia over for this my mom's estate stuff. Yeah, the lady's n- never been in the office. They have an office, but she's never there. She's it, it always says on her emails, "I'm always working remotely from my home." <laughs> you know that kind of thing. That's the kind of job that you could do until you actually have to go into a courtroom. That's the only time that you might need. But but if you have all the resources there for you, it makes sense to stay home. You know, this is the thing about when you talk about people, you know, wanting to work and not wanting to work and all this other stuff. Yeah. It's not sustainable to go if you let's say you want to have kids, childcare kind of thing. It's not sustainable to, to do that. You're going to be working two jobs just to afford the childcare that you have to do at home. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a job that it's an office job and you just need a few minutes of quiet time to be in a, be in a meeting per day, I don't think there's anything wrong about being at home. You know, the childcare argument, I think, is a really good one. I mean, you look at the, I mean, you know what the, the price is. You, 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 I'm, you've looked at that, and and uh, and I did too when my kids were young. You know, the today's costs are outrageous, right. For childcare, and if you if you want to sustain something in a, if you call yourself a you know an economy that runs on capitalism, wouldn't you want people to have more money in order to spend more money on the goods and services that other sure. companies are, are are providing? All I know is it, you know it it works in a lot of cases, and I know a lot of people who prefer it and and have thrived in it. But when I think of uh, you know me, when I think of myself personally, I know it wouldn't work for me. Yeah. It, it just I, I I need to be at a place. I need to be but, around but people. We, but we do a completely different job than than most people do. Anyway. Sure, but I'm, but even if yeah. I'm doing another job, even if I were in some other industry, you know, you never know let's that that could in, still happen. Let's but, say you were in plastics. Pla- plastics, Benjamin. The future is plastics. That's right. Let's say I'm in plastics. Yeah. Every now and then I would feel more comfortable working at the plastics shop. Yeah, see, I don't know. I would rather work from home. Yeah, well, that's you. That's you. I mean, we're we're both different people. I mean, you have your your uh, cockamamie priorities and I have mine. Cockamamie priorities? 
I said I yeah. inferred that mine were cockamamie too. Um, but I, I just, uh, in order to just save money, this just seems a little ridiculous that this is what we're doing. It's 624 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Associated Electromechanics is hiring a supply and stock. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A thrilling round of Am I the A-Hole still yet to come. Also, code word Alexa will give today's uh, code word for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. And then we also got uh, tickets to Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall in March. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Would you like right. to laugh? All right. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So Bob. Bob. This guy named Bob. Found out that he was going to become a billionaire once his sick father dies. His father had taken every measure to hide his wealth. And after finding this out, uh, he decided he needed a woman to enjoy his fortune with. Right? Okay. So he went to a singles bar where he spotted the most beautiful woman he'd ever lays on, laid eyes on, right? Her, beautiful, her natural beauty took his breath away. I may just look like an ordinary dude, he said as he walked up to her, but in just a week or two, my father will die and I'll inherit over $2 billion. <laughs> Impressed, the woman went home with him that evening, and three days later, he spotted her at his dad's house. What? Really? Yeah. She greeted him with a huge smile and exclaimed, Bob, I'm your new stepmother. Ah, you see? Because she married the guy when she found out the guy was dying. <laughs> That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, that wasn't, uh, that was a weak joke. But, no, uh, no, that, uh, that, that, that's uh, a classic. Kind of gross, though. Hey, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Noonan Energy. Reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The identities of two Navy SEALs who have been declared dead after 10 days of searching the Arabian Sea off the coast of Somalia have been released on January 11th. Naval, uh, Navy Special War- Warfare Operator First Class Christopher Chambers and Navy Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan Ingram assigned to a West Coast-based Naval Special Warfare Unit were conducting a nighttime seizure of a vessel illegally transporting advanced lethal aid from Iran to resupply Houthi forces in Yemen. Uh, as Ingram climbed the ladder onto the boat, he slipped and fell between the vessel and the SEAL's uh, combatant craft into the water. According to U.S. officials familiar with the incident, Chambers jumped in to try to save him, but weighed down by their body armor, weapons, and heavy equipment, the two SEALs plunged into the depths of the Arabian Sea and died, said the officials who spoke on condition of anonymity to provide uh, details of the January 11th raid. The search and rescue mission to find the two SEALs was called off on Sunday, and the Navy released their names on uh, Monday. Uh, 38-year-old Chambers of Maryland moved with his family to Massachusetts before his junior year of high school. As a senior at Westfield High School, he was the Massachusetts 50 freestyle state champion and came in third at the 2005 state championships in the 100 freestyle. He graduated in 2005 and attended UMass Amherst on the swimming and diving team. Chambers swim coach at Westfield High School, Tom Lewis, uh, told 22 News he was always willing to help a friend, even though it cost him his life. Lewis said, uh, it's almost not surprising that it was done trying to help a teammate. We all hope that our <clears throat> we all hope that our children grow up to be people. A person like Chris, he was energetic, joyful, and helpful. All the adjectives basically you'd like to, your children to be, he was, said Lewis. 
So that's a, a local uh, tie uh, to that. And uh, there's you know quite a few tributes on on social media that I saw yesterday. Yeah. Uh, quite a few people knew this knew this uh, gentleman, and uh, uh, that's that's tough. That's it is tough loss. Uh, former Chickabee superintendent of schools uh, of Chickabee, uh, as uh, Lynn Clark had a change of plea hearing Tuesday, pleading guilty to charges in connection with allegedly sending threatening text messages. But it was me. Yeah, I remember when I said that it wasn't me, and this is uh, that I had nothing to do with this. Well, I I, I may have misspoke. Yeah. 22 News uh, caught Clark and her attorney, Jared Olinoff, as they left Springfield Federal Court on Tuesday. Olinoff told uh, 22 News they were pleased with the results of the hearing, with Clark expected to receive one year of supervised release as part of a plea agreement. Yeah, can't be hanging around in them police stations. Nope, she got to find other places to hang. According to a document filed by her attorney, uh, Clark was scheduled to appear for a pretrial conference on Tuesday. However, Olinoff requested that the conference be converted to a Rule 11 hearing stating that the defendant has entered a plea agreement with the government and intends to plead guilty to the indictment. Clark was facing two counts of false statements. According to the indictment on the first charge, she allegedly made false statements to the FBI that she received threatening text messages messages from an unknown number. This statement was allegedly false because she purchased the phone number from an application and sent the messages to herself. And that might have been her biggest mistake. It's like maybe she really just felt that way about herself. You are just an awful person. Who is this sending me messages? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, oftentimes, uh, you know, we uh, we act out of self-loathing. I'm not just saying yeah. in this uh, in this case, obviously, that that would be a you know that would be a leap, uh, yeah. really. But you know, I know a lot of uh, people that uh, you know act in certain ways because there's a great deal of uh, you know insecurity that yeah. they carry, like a like a like an overcoat. The closest thing I've ever done to this is, uh, remember I used to have a PlayStation 2 that I used to play this baseball game on? Yeah. That I would take both controllers and uh, pretend there was a player 2, even though I was the player 2. But player 2 didn't really work that hard. Yeah. And then uh, you'd have a score like the Yankees beat the Red Sox 236 to 1. Mm-hmm. You, know. you do realize, though, that there is a, a difference in severity when you're home alone in your underpants playing video games as opposed to you being, whatever, you being the superintendent of schools. Is there really? Yeah, actually there is. There's a a, a major difference between the two. Uh, In the second charge, Clark allegedly made false statements to the FBI in her role of sending certain threatening text messages claiming she did not download an application that would allow her to disguise her phone number when sending messages and claiming... She didn't know who sent them. The indictment claims Clark knowingly downloaded the application and purchased several phone numbers from the app, then sent the messages using those numbers. Clark initially uh, pleaded uh, not guilty during her indictment back in April of 2022 in connection with sending 99 threatening text messages to a candidate for the open position of Chickabee police chief. Again, you got to read the reviews before you download an app. Yeah. You, know, uh, you don't because you don't want to get an app. I mean, I believe there's a section in every review that talks about you know whether or not uh, you know the the data collected is admissible in court. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, I I think that to, to the review says on there, yeah. the FBI may in fact access the number that you are trying to disguise. Yeah, that's why I deleted Pokemon Go. Right, because the FBI was on to you. Yeah. 
Because I was you know, breaking yeah. into houses to find Pokemons all over the place. Well, they were right in that guy's living room. Yeah. Like I mean, a little Pikachu. The only way to get yeah. him was to go into the house through the window. The uh, Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court has issued a ruling regarding the Hamden DA's office uh, violated its duties in investigating and reporting exculpatory evidence in reporting misconduct by officers in the Springfield Police Department. The court document states that, quote, the district attorney's office, through certain discovery policies, committed a breach of both the duty and the dist- of the district attorney's office to disclose evidence that tends to ex... ex- I can't say that word. Exculpate? Exculpate? Just say they do things. That thing. Defendants and the uh, duty of the district attorney's office to investigate or inquire about such evidence. I don't even know what they're talking about. I Because uh, I didn't go to college. You know, as I read this article, and I read it up and down, uh, I'm not sure I understand it either. Hamden DA. Especially now that they said, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you whatever you want. Hamden uh, DA expressed his disappointment with the ruling, but says his office will provide the thousands of pages of materials as soon as possible. Nothing about this decision suggests that we did something unethical, that we did something nefarious. It uh, guides in an area that had been previously unclear, said uh, Anthony Harvey Dent Galuni. He's not going to like that. What? What's wrong with Harvey Dent? Well, Harvey Dent became the bad guy at the end of the end of the film. Well, at the end of the film, but for all intents and purposes. Did you see what happened to the dude's face towards the end of that movie? Yeah, he was a little upset about that. Lost half his face. Well, yeah, but uh, you're not going to. If uh, Galuni lost half of his, there's no way he's going to lose half his face. It's too good looking of a face. That's right. You can't do that. Even even a even a bad superhero who tries to blow something up or throw acid at you is going to be like, whoa! I'm not touching that guy. Yeah, well, listen, I'm sure he's not uh, that crazy about the Harvey Dent uh, comparison. The uh, suspect uh, accused of slashing Springfield Mayor Dom Dom's tires was arraigned on Tuesday afternoon. Springfield police arrested the uh, suspect, 55-year-old Stephen Costarizos, Friday around 4 p.m. inside the CVS on State Street. Who had, and he has previous run-ins with the law. Springfield Police spokesman Ryan Wall said that he also allegedly threw a rock through City Hall door windows on Christmas and allegedly broke into a home last week. Costa Rizos was arraigned in Springfield District Court on Tuesday with the following malicious damage to a motor vehicle, unarmed burglary, destruction of property, uh, carrying a dangerous weapon. The acting clerk, Magistrate John J. Stocks Esquire. Ooh. Ooh. John J. Stocks Esquire. His name is my name, too. <laughs> Wherever I go. <laughs> or the Jingleheimer Schmidt kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he said that uh, Costa Rizos was ordered hell without the right to bail, and his next court date is scheduled for February 12th. The tire-slashing incident was not the first time that Costa Rizos caused a problem in City Hall the past week. According to City Hall records, he tried to show up unannounced. Yeah, we, we heard about all this. Yeah, he tried you know to get what? in a couple of times. He's going to be, like everybody else, he's going to be on the streets in about an hour and a half, you know, slashing tires somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, he'll be doing uh, he'll be doing all kinds of yeah, this, debauchery. This, this will not be the last time he finds himself, uh, you know, in a little dust-up. Chickabee police are investigating an alleged threat to the Chickabee High School following circulating posts on social media. Our detective bureau is aware of the circulating post about a threat at Chicopee High School. They are conducting an investigation. As more information is gathered about the threat, we will update the community. That's according to the Chicopee Police. Uh, Superintendent Dr. Marcus Ware said the Chicopee High School Central Office leadership team and principal are aware of the situation and are working in the police investigation. But we don't know what the threat was. Better be a good one. Yeah, I don't know why they don't just say what the threat was. 
Because, because like a few years ago in Palmer, yeah. when when uh, kids were hilariously phoning in death threats. By the way, it wasn't hilarious bomb at threats. all. Bomb oh. threats, bomb threats. You know, they they had to like stop school and send everybody home a million times. And you know what? That's not funny, kids. It's not funny at all. No, it's not funny. But you know, I want to know what's going on. Yeah, I know. I'm a busybody. That's what I want to know. I, but you know what? Sometimes it's best just to put a clamp on it, and not even talk about I it. I feel like I'm the Mrs. Kravitz of Western Massachusetts. I need to know. Yeah, you know what? You're, information. You're very nosy. You yeah. never mind your p's and q's. And I go, Baxi, what's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> There's something going on in the DA's office. Listen, and that guy is not getting out of court from the Dom Dom slash. Listen, mind your business, Mrs. Kravitz, because uh, Darren and Larry Tate are inside trying to come up with new slogans. Oh, they have to. They have to keep that uh, business going, you know. Thankfully, they just poured the old fashions and now they're getting back to work. Uh, police in Florida recently pulled over a 46-year-old man named Robert Brush as part of a routine traffic stop. His tailgate was covering his license plate. They asked Robert for his license and registration, but we handed over his ID. The deputies noticed that it had a white uh, crystalline substance on it. Hmm. Cards like driver's licenses are sometimes used to break up drugs, so the cop tested the substance out, and it allegedly came back positive for meth. Oh, jeez. Wasn't that your American a meth card? Right? <laughs> I don't leave home without it. That's right. A police dog was called in and more meth was found in the vehicle. He was arrested on multiple charges and sent to jail where he may be a celebrity. Jail records show that Robert has been there over 50 times since 1997. 50 times since 1997? Yeah. That's a pretty good clip. That's I mean, a really good clip. I mean, he, uh, there's, a almost, there's a chance he may not be learning his lesson. That's almost two a year. They must welcome him with open arms. Well, it's like they're like they're so used to him. He you know knows all the procedures. Yeah, yeah. He say, "Hey, how you doing? How are the kids? It's great to be back." You ever wonder, like you know, at what point? What, where's the rock bottom for people where they realize, you know what? This is my fiftieth visit to this jail. Do I want to keep coming back here? Yeah, but see, here's the thing: if if you if you arrest a guy mm -hmm. and you release him. 50 times prior to this latest arrest. Yeah. He's not going to learn his lesson. The lesson really needs to be <laughs> the, the 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 justice department. Yeah, you know, there the, the needs it needs to be the courts that learn their lesson. This I feel like this uh this young man of 46 would benefit greatly from the classes at the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Actually, actually Steve, I believe the judges that keep releasing this guy need to go to the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Because uh had he had known you do not hand over your license with traces of crystal meth on it after you just probably cut some up. Mm -hmm. If you just had wiped it off with a with a Clorox wipe or or something, yeah. But you, you know, you know how those obstruction charges can be. Yeah. They can really pile up. Yeah, I guess so. But still, I mean, this uh, this guy could have benefited greatly, and he would have stayed out of jail to begin with. There wouldn't have been a fiftieth time. See, the problem is he hasn't stayed in jail. Yeah. Yeah, you know, usually if you get it like whatever happened to the, the three strikes you're out thing, where if you break the law three times for the same charge, you're put yeah, away for a long time. Who got rid of that? I don't remember who got remember rid of it. Bill Clinton put it in, and it was this three strikes rule. Yeah, I remember I hearing about that. And then what happened with that? 
I don't know, but uh, this is a guy that could greatly benefit from something like that. Well, not not you know he would benefit, but you know maybe society, society would benefit, would benefit greatly if you could prevent a guy from uh, forty seven other arrests. Yeah, I, I guess there for are the same thing. I guess there are infamous celebrities. This guy, like they said, he's probably like this famous guy. Oh, he's back again. Yeah, but I won't be here long. You'll see me in a couple months, though. I'll yeah, be back. I'll be cutting up meth with another license. Don't you worry about it. Anyway, I don't have my license anymore. Oh, my state liquor ID. That's what I'm <laughs> going to be cutting it up with. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be a mix of rain and snow with a high of 43. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 50. It is uh, currently 33 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. This just in. Bourbon barbecue. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 6.52 in Steppenwolf with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mix of rain and snow this morning and then uh, turning cloudy by this afternoon. High of 43. Tomorrow, more of the same. High of 50. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, here's some pretty uh, exciting news for you. Uh, Free Music Friday is back this Friday at uh, NMGM Springfield. Uh, Join me, uh, Bax from Rock 102 and the road crew. Uh, this Friday from 7 to 9, Free Music Friday at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. Now, if you think, uh, well, they can only really do good shows outdoors. Uh, no, the Aria Ballroom is a great place to see a show. Wicked cool what they do in there. Br- uh, Blushing Brides, the original tribute to the Rolling Stones, will be performing this week on uh, Friday. Stop by the Rock 102 table. Register for your chance to win some uh, great prizes. It's this Friday, 7 to 9, the Aria Ballroom at MGM Springfield with me and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. That sounds pretty cool. I'll tell you what, the times that uh, I introduced a couple bands uh, last year yeah, uh, in the winter version of the Free Music Friday yeah. concert series, it was very, very cool and yeah. busy, packed. I good, think I, good time. I'm doing the week after. Good. Yeah. That's uh, who's What's the band? I, You know, I don't have the lineup in front of me. I don't know who uh, who that is. I know there was uh, several names thrown out there because I'm doing several of these. You are too, I believe, aren't I think you? I'm doing, I think I'm doing one more after this. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, they got they got to. You know what? I switched with Pat Kelly. Oh, did you? Yeah. Let's see if I got the uh, if I can get the uh, the schedule quick because uh, they got some good bands coming up. I believe. I believe. Uh, let's see. Free Music Friday. Oh, what is the? Okay, uh, Blushing Brides this week. Yep. Uh, the following week, Aquanet. Aquanet. A- Aquanet. Yeah. Then you got uh, Trailer Trash on uh, February 9th. Yep. Uh, Derek and the Fun Bags on the 16th, and uh, the Eagles Experience on the 23rd of uh, February. Sweet. Very, very cool. Good lineup. Yeah, very good lineup. Well, there you have it. All um, right. Uh, I, I don't know. I uh, It's nice to get out during the winter. You know, when you get like a day like this, mm-hmm. like, this is the perfect time to be out inside the, uh, the ballroom up at MGM. What are you going to do on a Friday night? You got to get out of the house. Yeah. I feel like if I'm uh, stuck at home on a Friday I'm not doing myself any favors. I need to bust out. I just, I just like how they set up that whole ballroom up there. I mean, we've been there for the Bright Nights thing, but the, the way they set it up for the concert series. It's, it's like a perfect place to see a show. It's huge. It's huge in there, for, yeah. especially for, you know, the, your local bands and stuff like that. Uh, but we, we've had a good, we had a good time last year, and we're going to have a good time this year. There you go. I like it, though. I like it more when the warm weather comes around, though, so we can go outside because I like being outside more. Yeah, no, I I, I understand but, but that. We got to work with what we got to work with here with the weather. I'm not I'm not bothered by it 
at all. So it's uh, this Friday, 7 to 9. It's going to be a good time at MGM Springfield with the uh, return of Free Music Friday. The return. It's uh, 6.55. We're uh, back. What? Well, did you want to talk about something? Oh, yeah. if you got yeah, if you got something in mind, sure. Well, I was just, uh, you know how we talk about people breaking world records? Yeah. A woman in California just broke the record for the lo- longest arm hair on a woman. Ew. And she's single. Stand stand in line, boys. Stand uh, in line. Yeah. Where Where is this... Uh, Hair coming from well, Macy, the armpit or somewhere else. Uh, Macy Davis Sutherland just broke the world record for the longest arm hair on a woman. She doesn't have a full Robin Williams style sleeve of hair, just one hair on her right arm that refuses to stop growing, and clocked in clocked in last month at seven point two four inches long. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah, if you've got a hair, one strand of hair. Yeah. Growing out of your arm, and it's how long? 7.24 inches. 7.24 inches. Yeah. Wouldn't most people pluck that hair or cut it? So she discovered it 12 years ago when she was a junior in high school. She's now in her late 20s. She says the hair has accidentally been plucked a few times, so she had to really stick with it to break the record. Her doctor measured it last year at over five and a half inches, which would have been good enough for the record, but she decided to wait a few more more months for the official measurement so no one else could break it easily. Okay. The record for men is even longer. Back in 2017, a man named David Reed, also from California, had an arm hair that was 8.54 inches long. He said uh, he came forward to, quote, impress the ladies. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, I would think that any lady that saw you with a... Yeah, hair on your body that long would pluck it. You because it's gross. I mean, obviously you're married. Yeah. Does your does your wife like like say, "Oh my God, look at that," and then like see a hair hanging off that you missed? Oh yeah. And then just pulls it right out of you. Oh yeah. 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 You need people like that to tell you that those things are hanging off. I once had a hair. Growing off the top of my ear. Oh yeah, that I didn't even know because it's so gray that you mm-hmm. couldn't see it. But it was it was like kind of dangling in the wind. Yeah, but and, uh, uh, and most people would have thought that made you look distinguished. No, it doesn't make you look distinguished at all. It makes you look like you don't trim yourself. I'm looking at a, at a picture of this woman. Yeah, she's not a unattractive woman. No, but she's, she's not. She's got this enormous hair on her bicep. Lady, pluck it. Get rid of it. No, she wanted to beat the world record. I get it. Now she can pull it off. She already she already got the she already got the record. You can be done with it. You don't have to keep doing that. Oh no! You think Please those stop. Fat twins on the mopeds lost weight after they said, "You know what? Now that we've reached our goal, yeah, of being the fattest set of twins, and this picture will live in infamy." Yeah. We can we can get on a treadmill now. Well, that would have been an inspirational uh, end to the story, but I believe yeah. the story ended with both of them having extraordinarily large heart attacks and dying. I think it was at the Heart Attack Grill out in Las Vegas, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, you can bad. eat your weight. <laughs> <laughs> the old 96er. Right. It's 658 at Rock 102. Your echo. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, whenever a team hires a new head coach, the first order of business is to push the previously hired assistant coaches out the door so you can bring in new ones. When the Patriots hired head coach Gerard Mayo, 
One of the first things the Patriots did was inform Bill Belichick's son, Stephen Bryan, that they wanted to stick around Foxborough. They would be more than happy to have him. Not promote him, but to have them stick around. Steve, as you may know, served as the team's linebackers coach, and Brian has been coaching safeties. But if their dad wanted them to leave, they better mind their father and do what they're told. But those big jobs, like offensive and defensive coordinators, those jobs remain open, at least for now. But maybe not for long. According to many sources, the Patriots are high in promoting DeMarcus Covington, the Patriots' defensive line coach, to become the team's new defensive coordinator, which I think is great. You're taking a guy who's worked his way up the ranks in the same way they did for Gerard Mayo when they hired him to replace Bill Belichick. And for the offensive coordinator position, the Patriots have allegedly interviewed three potential candidates, Zach Robinson and Nick Cayley from the uh, Rams and Dan Pitcher from Cincinnati. Robinson, a former seventh-round pick for the Patriots, became the Rams quarterback's coach two seasons ago, and Cayley spent eight seasons working for the Patriots uh, coaching tight ends. But these guys also have something else in common. They're all operating under the same offensive system used by former Denver head coach Mike Shanahan. All three of these guys are disciples of the Shanahan offense, which I should point out was not a bad one, especially when that same system won back-to-back Super Bowls with some dude named John Elway. So what does it mean for the Patriots? Absolutely nothing, since neither John Elway or Mike Shanahan are coming out of retirement to help. But at least we now know that there's an idea where this whole mess might be headed and with whom. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, if you're looking for help with uh, with power tools, AJ at the Ludlow Rockies is the dude you need to see. AJ's been at the Ludlow Rockies for years, especially good with power tools, good people like AJ, and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's classic of classic rock at 7-Eleven and ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Yeah, a mix of snow and rain uh, throughout the area, more so in the uh, higher elevations for the snow uh, anyway. High of 43 for today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. 730, uh, 7.50 this morning. We're going to give away the next code word for code word Alexa, your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. Thanks to Rock 102. Ooh, sweet. Oh, Amazon yeah. Echo Pop. Yeah, how exciting does that sound? Are you ready for another round of Am I the A-Hole? Sure. Are you saying sure that I am, or are you saying sure that you're ready for this uh, segment? Um, I'm ready for the segment. All right. Okay. Uh, am I the A-Hole? Yes. For refusing to do a portrait for my boyfriend, leaving him without a wedding gift. I do digital portraits, mostly as a hobby, but I've gotten a few commissions here and there. A while ago, my boyfriend and I were hanging out with mutual friends, and my boyfriend suggested in front of everyone that I do a portrait as a gift for someone's upcoming birthday. While it was a little annoying to be volunteered by him, I did think it was a good gift idea, and I went ahead and did it. The next time a birthday in the group came up, my boyfriend made the same suggestion, and as a result, the birthday portrait has kind of become my thing. My boyfriend will get something small, as his gift, uh, as his gift, since he views the portrait as being from us, actually it's from her. From her, she's the one who did it. The uh, part where I may be the a hole here is uh, that I haven't told him explicitly to stop volunteering me for this for these portraits. It's my fault for going along with the birthday gift thing for our friends without saying anything. But I kind of assumed that he would at least keep these requests within the realm of common sense. Well. His college buddy is getting married, and my boyfriend told him that I would make him a portrait of him and his bride as a wedding gift. I've never even met this person. To make matters worse, he apparently made this promise weeks ago, but only told me about it today. 
and the wedding is this Saturday. I finally lost it and told him that I'm not his personal portrait sweatshop and that he only does this because he's a cheapskate and it gets him out of spending any money on a gift, even though it costs me a lot of time. Sounds like this guy from uh, George yesterday. Was yeah, right. Thing. He argued about, back about the uh, that a beast... That a bespoke portrait bespoke is that anything bespoke bespoke portrait is so much better than uh, just buying something off the resume, and that it's ge- a generous thing for me to do if it helps build my portfolio, and that I don't get uh, paid for many commissions anyway. For the record, I don't get paid many commissions because I don't charge peanuts for them. I have a full time job, so I price according to what it'd be worth giving up the amount of free time that it takes me. Mm-hmm. He told me that I put him in a really difficult position that he uh, hyped up the portrait, and they were both really looking forward to it. He said, please, just do me this one, and I'll never ask again. I said, no, I don't even know these people, so it's not my problem. He looked up a couple of portrait artists online, but none of them were willing to do the piece on the short turnaround he needed at the quality he wanted, at the price he was willing to pay. He even tried using an AI image generator, which was a big slap in the face to me as an artist, but all the outputs were obviously AI. He's begging me to please just do this one, and he'll make it up to me on my birthday, but especially after he apparently uh, thought my work was so worthless that it could be effortlessly, effortlessly reproduced by a machine. I'm really just not in the mood for this. So am I the a-hole? You know, uh, I actually think uh, she's not the a-hole. The a-hole is actually uh, the, the, the husband. Yeah, she she did admit that she was wrong by not saying something sooner. Yeah. And this guy, but but for him to be using her as this Oh yeah, she'll take care of that without even asking her or even presenting her with an idea. Uh, that oh, that that's not her fault. A long time ago, a very very long time a ago. A long time ago. A long long time ago. Yeah. Somebody had asked somebody I know if I could get them tickets to a concert. Yeah. And so this person I know asked me, hey, uh, this guy would like tickets to this particular concert. Yeah. I'm sure you have access to all kinds of concert tickets. Yeah. So I said I would get the tickets. And when I said, yeah, uh, he can get tickets if he calls a ticket master or stands in line at the box yeah, office because yeah. I don't got tickets. I'm out of walking uh, Ticketmaster on a stub hub over here. I think people see us like that sometimes. Yep. Like we just have these access to these free concert tickets all the time. Or that I'm walking around with T-shirts, yeah. you know, all day. The thing is, when you promise something to somebody without consulting the person that would do the job, yeah, that's making you an a- an a hole because it's not my job to provide T-shirts and concert tickets to anybody. They're not mine to give. They're never mine to give. I think your your responsibility ends at just sending the link for Ticketmaster in order for them to buy the tickets. Hey, like, look, I found you these good seats. Yeah. They're $250 a piece. Go ahead and go buy them. Like, for example, today we're giving away tickets to see Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. I'm sure there, there's probably somebody who knows me and said, I wonder if Baxter could get me tickets to Andrew Dice Clay at Symphony Hall. Now, the answer to that question is a profound hell no. But, uh, but and my only job is to... Announced that we're giving them away. Yeah. That's it. This situation is really uh, not that much different. The husband said, let me get, I'll have my wife do this for you. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't ask his wife, 
uh, until, you know, like five days before it needs to be presented. The a-hole here is the husband, without a doubt. Oh, it's the boyfriend. The it's boyfriend. Not even, they're not even married. See, that's oh, the other Jesus. thing. It's not even like you're uh, expecting uh, the, that your wife do something for yeah. you. You're expecting somebody you've only been in a relationship with a short period of time for it. To well, do that's it. it. You don't don't ass, don't assume that her her time is just uh, she's got all kinds of time in the world. She probably doesn't. Uh, you ready for another one? Mm-hmm. Am I the a hole? Yes. For an unknowingly kicking a woman with a broken leg out of my seat. <laughs> I, thirty six female, had a flight from Athens to Atlanta over a ten hour flight. I paid around six hundred dollars extra to up, upgrade to a Comfort Plus seat. I miscalculated timing to get to my gate, so I was the last one to arrive for my flight. The gate attendant told me I couldn't board the plane as boarding was finished. The flight wasn't due to leave for another 27 minutes, and as a frequent traveler, I know boarding closes 20 minutes before the flight, so I pointed that out. He made a fuss but relented and said I could board the the flight, but I would have to sit in the economy as as they gave my seat away. Mm. Again, I argued that I am at the gate with the allotted time and I would like the seat that I paid for. They relented and I boarded the flight. Once in my seat, a flight attendant came over and proceeded to tell me that they'd upgraded a woman with a broken leg to my seat because they assumed I wasn't going to be coming. Uh, so when I showed up... They had to move the woman back to her economy seat. I get a fair few filthy looks from other passengers, but I genuinely didn't care because I didn't think I did anything wrong. I just wanted to sit in the seat. I had pre-booked and paid extra for. I had no idea that they had put someone with a broken leg in my seat, so therefore I had, they had, I had no idea that they had to move her when I arrived on the flight. I really can't see how I did anything wrong. Am I the a-hole? I, uh, mm. well, yes. First of all, you're the a-hole for showing up so late to the airport. Right. Come on. This day and age, everybody knows you got to be there at least an hour before. Some at people least can't, an hour Some before. people can't manage their time. Um, and I get that things happen. Um, but in the same turn, if you already checked in, like by the time, like she obviously, she didn't just get to the airport yeah. And then just be like, uh, that was 27 minutes before the flight when she got to the airport. She was there, and the f- plane wasn't going to leave for another 27 minutes at the gate, which means she already checked in. When you check in at the ticket counter or you check in at a baggage thing or right. you go through security, they know you're there. They know you're going to be coming to the thing. Right. They shouldn't be giving up your seat. And if somebody has a broken leg, then that's kind of their problem, that they didn't arrange that ahead of time. Yeah, it's, it's not like somebody who is like permanently handicapped. No. It's somebody who is temporarily handicapped. See, and, and you as the passenger have already specifically paid for that seat. Yeah. Yeah, if the is the airline going to give me a refund if I give up the seat that I paid for? I, I'm sure they probably would have given her the refund, but still, like you're giving up that's not well, what I'm saying is, is they if they had to put somebody in there for 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 you know e- extreme circumstances, yeah. whatever it may be, yeah, you know, they should they should they should say right off the bat, yeah, um, we will refund you, yeah. x amount of dollars, a percentage of your of your fare, if you were to be willing to move to another seat to accommodate this passenger. You know what? I'm kind of wondering if that would work if I just wore like a cast, like a like one of them knee brace things, yeah. like I like I broke my ankle. And then just go there with crutches. Do you think they might upgrade me for free? I don't know, man. You know, back in the day, you uh. know, before uh, before nine eleven, mm-hmm. uh, we uh, got through 
security in uh, like real quick because uh, somebody that we were with was in a wheelchair. Yeah, they weren't handicapped in any way. They weren't disabled in any any way. They just grabbed a wheelchair and sat down, and we were able to go through yeah. security. You know, the security back then, prior to nine eleven, was pretty loose and lax. But back yeah. then. You were having any sort of disability, you're right through. Hey, that's how we got on the rides at Disney World by renting one of those things from my mother, the uh, the rascal. Oh yeah. And uh, if you drive around on that, well, it used to be. I think they have a different protocol now. This right. was years ago. But uh, if you had rid- if you had somebody in your party that rid along on that, you didn't have to pay for the fast pass. Just as long as you limped over to Space yeah. Mountain, you're okay. That's right, and they get you right up front to all the rides. I thought that was a great idea. That's a great idea. You know what? Uh, I think pretending to be handicapped might be uh, working out to people's advantage, and I want to kind of jump on this bandwagon. I'll tell you what. They got a, they got a lot of benefits. Those big, giant bathrooms. Yeah, a man can really stretch out in those things. Oh, yeah, he could. Yeah, he could. And there you go. That's another round of Am I the Air Hole? Yes. 723 on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock 725 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's the expert. Uh, Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to hit the slopes this winter. You know, it is uh, it is ski season. People love going down the mountains. Sign up at rock102.com for your chance to win a pair of lift tickets to an area mountain like Berkshire East, Wachusett, Bolton Valley, or Saskadena 6. We'll uh, choose one winner per week. Uh, Jesse Suroys of uh, Wilbraham was our third winner so far, and uh, they got they got to get a chance to hit the slopes. It's brought to you by Aquapump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, there you go skiing i'm uh i'm personally not a good skier and i'm not either, I'm, right? I'm more of like a lounge uh lodge uh, skier i uh, could yeah. i could hang out in the lounge in the lodge with like a big thick sweater uh maybe a hot toddy yeah oh yeah. a hot to- you know that's a, the perfect drink in a lodge yeah yeah you're sitting by a little campfire listening to it crackle yeah by the way dry wood uh dry wood crackles while wet wood hisses so in case you sitting around a fire and wanted to know that. Hmm. That's a, a little fun fact. That's a good that's a good By fact. Way, yeah. But you know, if you have enough hot toddies, you don't care what the fire's doing. As that's, long as it's not burning down the lodge. That's right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not much of a skier, but uh, I'll let you I'll let people other people have fun. I told you my kids starting to get into this now. Really? Oh yeah, you did tell me that. Because we need another expensive hobby. <laughs> Are you, uh, uh, did you did you ha- make the investment of buying your kids skis? Or are you no, still uh, the, renting the, them? The good thing is it's a it's a program. They, uh, the school got a grant to to take kids skiing during the winter. Yeah, you know, which which I think is pretty cool because you know opens them up to different opportunities and things like that. And uh, kid loves it. She loves uh, going skiing. And uh, they're not going today because they canceled school. And today's the day that they usually go skiing, which is ironic because it's snowing. It's snowing outside, up, right? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, she's getting into it. I hope she doesn't get so into it that I have to do purchase these things without them being rented. Yeah, because the, the 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 last thing that any parent wants to see is their child want to commit to something. That's expensive and time consuming. Yeah, that's what it is. It it's is more about. Yeah, yeah, listen, I encourage them to do whatever they like, but could you maybe pick something a little less expensive? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, uh, my young child wants to pick up youth hockey. 
Wonderful. Oh yeah, that's a cheap, cheap, cheap sport. That's to a be very, doing. oh, very inexpensive, and you know, traveling all over the state. That could be. I'd be more than happy to do that. Oh, I w- yes, I would love to go for a weekend up in Maine for Ooh. a soccer tournament. Says here our schedule. We're going in Caribou, Maine. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, we're right. the furthest place away from actual society. Yeah, and then you have to sit there and wait for the snow to melt in order to play soccer. Like you know what I mean? Like by the time you get up there, you only got like another couple of weeks before the snow eventually melts, and then uh-huh. you can, then you have open fields. Oh, and it's too bad my kids sat in the bench all day. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, oh hey, you know some people are into those things. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western. 731 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The police officer who was shot and injured this past weekend in Wilbraham has been identified. According to the department, 29-year-old Cameron Prosperi was shot while uh, responding to a call at a residence on Saturday evening. Prosperi uh, has been with the department for eight months and was previously with the Springfield <laughs> College Police Department. Officials said he remains in stable condition in the hospital. Authorities also revealed Michael Ortega, the suspect who shot the officer, also remains hospitalized. He faces charges of assault with intent to murder and assault with a dangerous weapon. His arraignment is delayed due to his condition. The indi- uh, the, uh, sorry, the incident is under the investigation by the Wilbraham Police, Mass State Police, and the Hamden County DA's office. Eight months, and then you run into that. Wow. That's uh, that Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Cruz and Holyoke responded to a car fire on... Tuesday afternoon. According to the Holyoke Fire Department, firefighters were dispatched to the radio towers on County Road for reports of a car fire. Officials said they were able to quickly extinguish the fire. No injuries reported. The cause is under investigation, but uh, this thing was a pretty nasty blaze. You got to make sure wonder, uh, you wonder know, if there's some kind of internal mechanism there that uh, failed. I don't know. It looks like a fairly new car. You know what I mean? I mean, things don't just, you know, burn out of the, out of nowhere. There's got to be something wrong with it. Uh, yeah, well, and maybe uh, maybe there was a fuel line uh, broken or something. Never know. Spurred it out. The man accused of slashing Springfield Mayor Dom Dom's car tires last week appeared before a judge on Tuesday. Afternoon. 55-year-old Stephen Costarizos was arraigned Tuesday after his court appearance was pushed back twice. Costa Rizzo's uh, standed before a judge in Springfield District Court on Tuesday. Standed or it stood? It says standed. Western Mass News is on the scene. Standed. Standed before a judge. He standed before the judge and said, there ain't no ways I'm about to be here. Uh, is that a double negative? I don't know if that is. I don't know. Anyway, uh, uh, I believe it stood before a judge. Well, listen, uh... The, they're changing the whole curriculum in schools now, so maybe these younger reporters may yeah, think but, that we're not privy to. But isn't journalism a, a professional vocation rather than one that's uh, like uh, purely educational? Like he's that person has gone beyond being like a part of the AV club, and now they're actual reporters. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I, I don't know. I see. With like, I would think like uh, you know, knowing the language, any language would be would be helpful. Standed before a judge. Standed. And I stood. Yeah, that stand is not even a word, is it? Standed? Yeah. I don't believe so. Standed is, I mean, if you're, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know the the use of that word. I mean, I can see, like, if it's a mispronunciation of standard, 
could stood be. standing. Those are those are things that uh, we can all understand. But standed, yeah, I yeah. know of I know of no word. Anyway, he uh, standed before the judge in Springfield District Court on Tuesday, uh, charged with slashing the tires of uh, Dom Dom's car last uh, Wednesday afternoon while it was parked outside of City Hall. Surveillance video captured Costa Rizzo allegedly in the act. Other surveillance photos showed him walking with what appears to be a knife. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Costa Rizzo's faces uh, charges of Melissa's damage to a motor vehicle and also separate charges of destruction of property and unarmed burglary after Springfield police said he threw a rock through a window at City Hall and broke uh, into a home of someone he knew. This guy seems to have a little bit of an issue. Has this guy never heard the uh, the phrase, you can't beat City Hall? Uh, yeah, I, th- I don't... Maybe he's heard it before. Yeah. I don't well, know if he understands it. Beating City Hall also falls under the, uh, under the umbrella of throwing rocks at it and slashing tires in its parking lot. Maybe he doesn't understand that information as he stands in front <laughs> of the judge. In front of the judge. Uh, as for the two other offenses, Costa Rizos was released on bail and a dangerous nearing had uh, been requested. And uh, that's all the information we have on that. But I'm sure we will get updates <laughs> of that story. Because I've been st- I've been standing around for hours yeah, waiting but, for updates. Well, when you stand it in one place for so long, your legs get a little tired. You need to sit down. A uh, decades-old shop in western Massachusetts where customers picked up bread and, bread and other baked goods for a bargain will shut down this weekend. Fryhofer's Bakery Outlet. Outlet, located at uh, 1964 Boston Post Road in Wilbraham, will officially close its doors on Saturday. It's one of the only two such outlets in the state. The other is in North Attleboro. We made the difficult decision to close the Wilbraham Bakery Outlet on January 27, 2024. A statement from Bimbo Bakeries USA. Bimbo? Bimbo. B-I-M-B-O. You're stuck in a skank from the 70s, man. We all appreciate our associates who worked at the Wilbraham store and are taking steps to help ease them through this transition. The company did not provide a reason as to why the business is closing. Customer disheartened over the news of Fryhofer's closure shared their sentiments in the Wilbraham Mass Open Forum. The uh, best place to go for intelligent literature is the Wilbraham Mass Open Forum. You know what's so sad about this? Is that people are now going to have to go across the street to purchase these delicious baked goods, not just Fryhofer's bread, but also their Entenmann's, their Thomas English muffins, their uh, Bay's English muffins, Mm -hmm. their beefsteak breads, and uh, what have you, and have to buy it at full price (coughs) at a big Y. Well... One of the people said, buying bread there for many years, it saved us a lot of money. Can't imagine having to pay retail now for bread. Oh, what? The outrage. Is it that much cheaper than the grocery store? Well, I mean, it's an outlet. you got to expect at least a, a good deal of savings. I mean, let's say I went to, uh, let's say I wanted to go buy me some uh, some crumb top uh, Entenmann donuts, which I love, by the way. Those little chocolate ones. Yeah, I love those. Oh, my God, those are so the delicious. chocolate ones with the with the chocolate crumbs and the white powder and the glaze. Yeah, those, those are the yeah, ones. Are delicious. Well, I don't want to pay, uh, I don't want to pay full price or something like that. That uh, And not just a big Y, a stop and shop or a market basket, uh, uh, what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going to the outlet makes all kinds of sense. And now, I, you're out of luck. I never found that there was any sort of deal in there. 
I just found that you could find items in there that you couldn't find in the grocery store. True. Like those very donuts you're talking about. <laughs> they used to be sold all the time in grocery stores. Now yeah. you got to really look. And they were delicious, boy. Oof. Are they? Oh, loved them. Well, you got a bunch of bimbos running this company. You do. That's what happens. Yeah, they got lots of brands. Lots of brands. And now you're going to have to pay full price for an English muffin. Uh, according to the store staff, Fry Harvest opened on Boston Road about 39 years ago and had changed ownership a few times. The store is having a final sale on products. But then these bimbos got their hands on this company, and look what happened. Look at these bimbos coming in here, ruining things. You know, the one thing you think broads could do is bake a cake. <laughs> Apparently they can't sell it. Oh, boy, that's a shame. Uh, Bing, Bimbo Bakeries said customers can find their favorite baked goods by using its online product locator. So are they in cahoots with, like, Entenmann's, or does it all just fall under that one brand? It, it's all under that one brand. So the the Fryhofer's outlet is yeah. all under Bimbo, and, and you know, I mean, they, they distribute all over the country, all of, all of the things that they sell. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, I mean, Bimbo had to cut the cord on the – on the uh, on the outlet, <sighs> that's man. yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, come on, man, really? That's a that's a tough decision. I I just don't understand it. if it was that cheap. You'd think well, you'd it must be have staying been in business. Yeah, well, it must have been. It must have been very cheap. Cheap, Maybe. but you know what? The world has gone so no carb these days that uh, yeah, you know, I guess people not as, not as many people packing down English muffins as they used to be. And I used to I used to love the uh, those Entenmann's donuts you're talking about, mm-hmm. and then they had those uh, defrosted devil's cakes. Oh those, yeah, with the chocolate fudge. Oh yeah, with yeah. With the frosting that was made out of like plastic. Didn't matter, and man. And sugar, still delicious. Which was so good. Yeah. Mm. Yes. There's a lot of things like the. Uh, my favorite is the little Debbie fudge rounds. Those are like, but there's like, it's like 600 calories for one of them. See, that's, that is the conversation that adults have. Yeah. How many calories? But when you were young, did you give a rat's ass how many calories were in one of those things? No, I did a whole box of those things without even blinking an eye. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would do it too. Wash it down with some chocolate milk. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. I think, and also, like, you talk about these baked goods. Hostess, the Susie Q's used to be really good. Now there's not, they're not like, I don't know. I had one maybe a couple of years ago, and it was uh, a little too cardboardy. Yeah. Like, uh, too, too dry. See, I remember, the, like, all the Hostess cakes, even the Drake's cakes. Did you have uh, Drake's cakes up in uh, upstate when I you hate, were a kid? I hate the Drake. Man, I was a big fan of the Ring Dings, boy. Oof. Okay. You give me a box of ring. I would rip through a box right. of ring dings in no time at all. So the ring dings, but then there was something else that was similar to the Suzy Q. The yodel. Was it? No, it was. Was it the yodel? The yodel was the covered in chocolate thing, wasn't it? Yes. No, no this was like a Suzy Q. It was like a sandwich. It was like two pieces of cake with oh, the cream yeah, in the yeah. middle of it. But it was dry. It was like the devil dogs. Devil dogs. Devil That's dogs. What it was. Yeah, they were. They were like like cinder blocks are are a little bit moister than a devil dog. Why would anybody think those are good? That good enough to continue the product for still they're still making them. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I was never a big uh, devil dog fan. No. But yeah, we get the devil dogs if they were out of ring things. And funny bones used to be better too, but then they changed the peanut butter filling inside. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Yeah, I know. 
All these things. Oh, my nostalgia is dying. All those great foods yeah. that we were that we were fed as kids are no longer considered healthy options, like hey. sugary cereals. I used to love sugary cereals. I used to love sugary cereals too. I told you, I would uh, I would uh, eat like the uh, the cocoa puffs or cocoa pebbles. I could yeah. care less which one. Uh, in chocolate milk, and just to, uh, to add a little bit more to my day to really get it started, I'd sprinkle a whole bunch of Jimmies on top of it. Oh, chocolate wow. ones! Wow, sprinkles on top of cereal and chocolate milk. I like how they always just say part of a complete breakfast. Yeah, as it, but but that idea makes you think that just having that is p- part of a complete breakfast means protein and all this other stuff, dairy and whatnot. Yeah, not just cereal. Yeah, juice, toast, milk, and tricks. Part yeah. of a part of a, a, a complete breakfast. There you go. A 17-year-old kid in Utah is facing charges for taping dead fish to ATM machines. Is that wrong? I don't. It's it's weird. Uh, he's been going around to different ATMs and duct taping fish to the screens. Since he's Gen Z, he was also uploading footage of it to social media. Of mm. course, uh, he's currently got over fifty-seven thousand followers on Instagram and goes by the name Fish Bandit. His tagline is "Live, laugh, tape fish on ATMs." Well, it's a. Uh, what does that say about us as a society that this kid has fifty-seven thousand followers? Listen, there were people in downtown Springfield uh, casting votes for a fish sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, people do anything for fish. Cops in Provo, Utah, say he's duct taped at least thirteen fish to thirteen ATMs since last August. He's also posted a video around the holidays of three fish duct taped to the side of a parked police cruiser. He's also facing charges for property damage stemming from the cleanup that had to be done. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm looking at this uh, this kid's yeah. uh, thing now, and yes, in fact, he is taping fish to the screen. You know, like if you got a, like a touch screen ATM, mm-hmm. you got to work your way around the fish. That doesn't seem. Uh, I I don't even understand what that prank is about. Like, why is that funny? I don't know. Oh, he's he's diversified his efforts. He's also uh, pictures of. Him in a bathroom stall, taping fish to the door. All right, I don't so know. It ain't, it's not just ATMs. I mean, the kids, you know, he's expanded his. These kids are idiots. They really are. I don't know. Where's the kid getting all this money for fish? Well, you remember we were talking uh, before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, there was that kid. He. A lot of these kids have money. A lot of these kids have lots and lots of money, and they're rich parents, and they're basically just buying up all this stuff. Remember the kid bought, he bought cases and cases and cases of paper towels to throw them into a swimming pool yes. to see if the paper towels would actually absorb the all the water in the swimming pool. Because they were the quicker picker-upper. Now, uh, I could have told you that wasn't going to work before you even did it. Mm-hmm. You might take a couple of inches off the top of the water, but you're not going to, you don't have it, you don't, you don't have enough paper towels here. And then, and then he's turning around, throwing all the paper towels in a dumpster. Now, this was right before everybody was, you know, dying for paper towels and toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, in that early part of 2020. But what a waste. What a, what a complete waste of money and now you, waste now of you get, resource. And now you're going to take all that paper, wet paper, damp paper towel out of your pool. Uh, you did that for likes? I know. Ugh. Stupid. But, you know, this kid with a fish... He's only posted 14 pictures and yeah. videos. Yeah. Only 14, so gets 59,000 followers. Oh, he's doing pretty well then.
for only pretty, 14 posts? That's doing, amazing. Doing pretty well for himself. Sure, but that's still 14 fish. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Mix of snow and rain this morning. Uh, more so of snow in the uh, upper elevations. High of 43. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Your husband? Yes. Your Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 753 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be a mix of uh, snow and rain uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley today with a high of 43. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, we will get around to giving all those Andrew Dice Clay tickets uh, later on today. Not now, n- not right now. So don't uh, start calling at 293-1021 at this minute. Now's not the time. Um, no, it's not. I tell you what now is the time for. It's what? time to uh, to give you the next uh, code word for uh, uh, code word Alexa. <laughs> I've been waiting for that. I know you have. Would you like to win a brand spanking new Amazon Echo Pop brought to you by Yingling Flight? All you got to do is listen for the code word, put that code word into rock102.com before noon today, and you could win a brand spanking new Amazon Echo Pop. The uh, code word today, Steve, is the word Amazon. Oh, Amazon. That is your code word. Go to rock102.com before noon today for your chance to win. Who would have thought that uh, was going to be the word, huh? Uh, eventually, it was going to come around. You think so? Uh, absolutely. All right. Uh, what do you got? You wanted to talk about the uh, the New Hampshire primary. You can go ahead and do that. Well, the only thing I was thinking about, because you know, the, the results uh, are, are not that important to me, to be quite frank with you. I just, you know, I got a camper in New Hampshire. And, and the season for that is between May and October. Yeah. And I'm so glad I missed all of this. Can you imagine? You're just a regular guy living in New Hampshire, trying to get away from society, and you're living all the way up there. And no matter where you go, no matter what you try to do, there's some candidate that'll come into like some diner and say, hi, my name is Bill Johnson. I'm running for the president of the United States of America. Yeah, but and are you're they just going sitting, to the place where you are? Like yeah, they show up, they campaign, they you know, like they're 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 shaking hands and kissing babies, and they're trying to you know get but, your your vote for the primary. Yeah, but it's 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 a small area that they go to. It's not like they go all the way up to the Canadian border or all the way over to Hampton Beach. They, they go to the, the, I'm sure they were at Hampton Beach, and I'm sure they were at the, all the big population areas of New Hampshire, and uh, you know. Trying to show everybody how, uh, you know, how what a great president they were making. But you imagine you're sitting there, you're eating your your breakfast, and you're having your coffee. Some guy comes up to you and says, "Oh, hi, I'm running for the presidency of the United States of America." I think they and I would welcome be, I, that, though. Yeah, but if I'm just there trying to eat my uh, my omelet and my toast, yeah, I want to say, dude, you're 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 getting your delusions of grandeur all over my pie. You know, I'm like, where the uh, so inconvenient to have all these delusional people thinking they're going to run the country trying to interrupt my day. That's why you don't go into any mom and pop places up there. You always stick to a place like uh, the Denny's or uh, uh, Bickford's or uh... Bickford's. I mean, a perfect place to go. You know, if I were a full-time resident yeah. of uh, of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. I would hibernate between like, uh, you know, September to uh, until now. Yeah. I would just hibernate. I wouldn't even leave the house. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I, I, I guess we're lucky we don't live in that realm. We of- nobody nobody really wants to campaign in Massachusetts. We're never a swing state for anything. We're never de- we're never the deciding state. 
you know, we're just like one of the uh, of the many. How did the, how did that become that then? What, what how did the, you know Iowa and and all these places? What what is the other one? I they, think they drew the short straw, and they had to go first. Actually, I think they want to be first, so it gives some sort of legitimacy to the state of uh, New Hampshire. Because other than the White Mountains and Storyland, there ain't a whole lot of reason to go up to New Hampshire. What are you talking about? There's Lake Winnipesaukee. Yeah, I know. uh, There's that Loudoun, New Hampshire, where the racetrack is. All right, you get me there. There's uh, there's Greyhound. Well, there used to be Greyhounds, but they uh, they used to be Greyhounds. Right. You could go. There's fireworks. There's uh, discount tobacco. But even the old man in the mountain isn't even around anymore. He fell. Yeah, but uh, you still got that weather center at the top of uh, Mount Washington that you could go see. I don't see any of those candidates with the, the I climbed Mount. I drove up Mount Washington bumper stickers on their uh, on their campaign vehicles. You know, you haven't seen that. No, you haven't seen any of them with them. Oh, but what? Is, what an what an annoyance that would be to be living up there and have this happen every four years, where everyone's just you know kissing your ass for 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 a vote yep. for one day. What a uh, Listen, I don't like politics anymore than yeah. anybody else. But what a inconvenient to you inconvenience what, to have to be in the middle of all that. You know what they should do? They should replace the New Hampshire Elections Committee with the board of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Then nobody would have to worry about the thing being held in that state. They could move it to a completely different state, and uh, nobody would have to worry yeah, about if, it. If that board were running things, they'd have everybody, they'd, they'd have the primary in New Hampshire, but yeah. all the voting stations would be in Massachusetts. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, we're going on to MGM to hold this primary. <laughs> it's 758 at Rock 102. Live in concert. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, coaching can be an incredibly lucrative temporary position. One day you're getting a big fat contract and a press conference. The next minute you're getting canned because everyone who loved you at the press conference now thinks you suck. That's pretty much how it goes for everybody. And it's not just in the NFL. Yesterday, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin, just 43 games into the season. That winds up being the third shortest coaching tenure in the NBA's 78-year-long history. The dude didn't even make it to the NBA All-Star Weekend, and he's already out of a job. Why was he let go? For having the audacity to coach his team into the second-best record in the NBA, three and a half games behind the Boston Celtics. The nerve of that guy! How dare he coach the Bucks to a record of 30 wins and 13 losses? And having only won six out of his last 10 games, you could see the writing was on the wall for this freaking guy. Sure, if the Bucks were in the Western Conference, they'd be tied for first place with Minnesota, but that's not how things are. Because after making that offseason trade for Damian Lillard 43 games ago, it was clear this guy didn't know what the hell he was doing. And so it was time to cut the cord and admit they made a terrible mistake giving him a $4 million a year contract. Now, the rumors are the Bucks will now focus on hiring former Celtics head coach Doc Rivers to replace him, which frankly makes a whole lot of sense. There are also rumors that the other contributing factor in firing Adrian Griffin was that his players thought he was kind of a dope, and that might be true. But to fire a guy after only 43 games? That puts him in a category of ineptitude that goes beyond the record books. That's 13 games longer than it took the Sonics to fire Bob Weiss in 2005 and 20 games longer than it took the 1992 Spurs to fire Jerry Tarkanian. But those guys were fired for losing. This guy was fired for having the incompetence to coach his team into a winning record. That must have taken some real effort because it's very, very hard to do. 
But hey, another my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get a Stanley three-piece wood chisel set, ten bucks, and Irwin Quick Grip Heavy Duty one-handed bar clamp, ten bucks. It's a ten buck hand tool sale at Rocky's. Stanley Irwin hand tools only, ten bucks all month long at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be a mix of rain and snow this morning, mostly rain uh, that it's turning over to because the temperature is going all the way up to 50 tomorrow. How about that? Yeah, uh, there could be fog tomorrow. And um, I, uh, I I still haven't shoveled uh, from the, like the last storm, and I probably should uh, yeah. move some of the ice away. You know, it was weird uh, going up uh, the mountain into Montgomery this morning, mm-hmm. and it was snowing and fog, which was That's weird. weird. And then you come back down the mountain, and there's like nothing. It's, could you see anything? You could see. You could. It wasn't like heavy, heavy snow, but it was snowing. But combined enough, with fog, that, combined, that's tough. Yeah, it was like a it was like a weird because of the temperature change, I guess. But, weird. Uh, anyway, it's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I had to go to my uh, my dental cleaning yesterday. You did, yeah. Where they, uh, you know, they, uh, they 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 got this thing now, uh, which I love doing. It's instead of them scraping your teeth, mm-hmm. they get this power washer thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a high powered water pick. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's uh, so much better than getting uh, getting the scrape. That sound of the scraping uh, going again from the metal to the, uh, you know. Your- yeah. Are you at the age yet where you've had? Um- like receding gums. Yeah, I'm starting to get that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it happens Not to everybody. Fun. I mean, yeah, at some point, you know, the old uh, thing, you know, he's looking long in the tooth. Yeah. That's what it means. Is that what that means? I think he's that's what looking I... looking long in the tooth. I think that's means. the genesis of that uh, of that phrase. Oh, wow. Can't, yeah. wait. Can't wait for falsies. Yeah, receding gum lines. I, yeah. I, I now do the comb over. Oh, you just... A little flapper over the top. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, if one tooth could cover two, and like like if somebody's comb, right? Yeah, yeah but I, I but I hate when they're when they're picking at those things. You know. Um, I've been going to this this dentist for God almost twenty five years mm-hmm. or more, and uh, he's he's like ready to retire now. Yeah, but he's he, so he comes in once a week. So then he you know he's there most of the time. If I go there, he's not there. You know, it's it's the new guy. Okay, the new guy's pretty good, but you know the old, the older guy, the one that uh, you know you're used to. It's always kind of weird when you have to have a new person after so many years of, of doing something. Yeah, when you get used to having like one person with their yeah. your their hands in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, that does take a that is a special relationship that's kind of hard to just you know have other yeah. new people in your mouth. And they uh, they they got a pretty good crew working in the working in the office over there. Mm-hmm. And I had I don't even I don't remember what I said yesterday, let alone what I said months ago. But I said <laughs> at some point, yeah. you know, I wish my dentist office had some sort of charcuterie board uh for when I came in. Yeah. So I did. I go in there yesterday, and there is a candy charcuterie board at my dentist office. Really? Candy. Specifically candy. for you. Yeah. Well, it wasn't specifically for me. It was uh, they wanted to show that they were listening uh, to my, my suggestions. Huh. At uh, a dentist office? Yeah, they're serving like candy? Reese's Pieces and Snickers and lint chocolates. and that'd be, uh, that'd be like going to a cardiologist and having like a cigarette machine in the waiting room. Oh, you haven't been to that guy yet? Yeah. <laughs> I believe he's on Coolie Street. Yeah, right. I don't think yeah. so. 
Uh, but but yeah, it was this nice uh, charcuterie board. I actually uh, I have a little picture of it if you want to see. Yeah, it. let me let me see it. Uh, it was uh, I, I thought it was a uh, very well done. Uh, then they were telling me to take the candy, and I I didn't want to take the candy. What dentist office tells you to take the candy? Um, Doesn't that kind of like uh, negate all the good work they did when you went to see the dentist? Well, yeah, there you go. There's the candy charcuterie. Board oh my god, there. dude! You got Kit Kats, Kit Kats, Tootsie Roll, all the things that you shouldn't be putting in your mouth. Yeah, you, all the all the things that yeah. the dentist says don't eat. Uh, and I believe there's like a little uh, Debbie Brownie there or something. Uh, I would have taken that going on there, but uh, man, it was uh, very well done. I really enjoyed that. Uh, my a- my dentist doesn't provide snacks. He should. They, they do provide free uh, those mini bottles of water. Because yeah. I think if you like, if you're going to, if you're going for like a like a, a dental cleaning, yeah, your breath don't stink so bad if you're well hydrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like if you're if you're the kind of person that's drinking a lot of water, t- typically your mouth doesn't smell like straight up garbage. Yeah, you don't want your mouth to smell like garbage when you're. Which would be the primary reason that I didn't go into dentistry is the human mouth is a disgusting hole in the human body. I, you have to have a certain type of personality in order to want to do that. Yeah. And to get used to it. The thing is, though, the thing that I've noticed about dentistry. Yeah. Is it's the uh, the hygienist that really does all the heavy lifting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Daniel, they're the ones that you know grind it away at your teeth. Yeah, he just comes in, rubs your rubs your jaws, and then walks out the door. Remember in the uh, ever see Monty Python's The Meaning of Life? Yeah. Remember the uh, the the scene where uh, they're using the uh, the machine that goes ping, yeah. and the hospital administrator comes down. It's you know Graham Chapman. He comes in with his you know this this yeah. this glorious entrance, and he you know takes all the credit for the machine that goes ping. That's kind of a dentist. Like, there's no heavy lifting unless there's a real problem. The cleaning gets done. He walks in. He counts your teeth and says, we'll see you in six months. And that's his job. I don't know. I, I've and he had, get paid three times as much as the hygienist. I've had some, uh, this guy has done some pretty intricate work on me over the years and has done it well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, most people would be like, oh, that's a, that's a lost cause right there. This guy, uh, you know, has, uh, has fixed me up uh, plenty of times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the hygienist is really the star of the show. They're the star yeah, of the show, yeah. but the dentist gets all the guts and the glory. Well, that's usually the way it is anywhere, isn't it? I suppose. It just, I just, you know, seems to me that, uh, there should be some sort of uh, equilibrium perhaps like that. Maybe the hygienist gets uh, paid a little bit more than they should since they're the ones doing the real dentistry. And, uh, and then, so then, so I got that done. I got, I saw the charcuterie board and then earlier this week, January must be, I, I didn't even really plan it this way, but January must be my health month because I not only had a physical a couple of weeks ago, yep. but now I, I, I also had a, an eye exam on Monday and I, I went to a, I went to a real eye doctor, not that where I was going before was not a real eye doctor, but it was the jiffy lube of doctor's offices. Gotcha. Of eye doctor's offices. It was that my eye doctor. Uh, I don't know. The, yeah, 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 I know. yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the jiffy lube of, of optometry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I actually did see the doctor one time pull out my air filter, rub some oil on it, and say, this is dirty, you need a new one. <laughs> But I, I and I don't understand that, like how the pricing of all this thing works. And I like w- when I initially called 
through my eye program, the vision program that we have here through the radio station. You don't yeah. do this, so this is no. I, I take the eye. Uh, I have the eye coverage here. Okay, so eye and dental. But when I called the when I called that insurance company, they didn't give me the option of going to anybody I wanted to. Yeah. They were like, no, 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 this is the place you want to go to. This is this my eye doctor uh, kind of thing. So I signed up for this thing. And I remember paying this ridiculous amount of money for just an eye exam and these tests that they did uh, to make sure I don't have glaucoma or mm -hmm. whatever. And it was like somewhere over $150 oh, yeah. to go to this, uh, this in one visit. That's not even including the eyeglasses, which I wound up getting at a different place uh but i wound up uh i wound up changing over to this uh this uh amy camarada over in in westfield right okay what a complete difference going into a place that obviously doesn't run on commission and sales <laughs> for their <laughs> eye thing yeah and uh it cost me the whole thing cost me 59 bucks Right, yeah, because that was the twenty dollar copay for the uh, for the eye exam, and then she said to me, "You can either get, you know, they put that stuff in your eyes that keeps you dilated for like four or five hours." Yeah, I hate that stuff. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it either. She said that's covered under your insurance. However, we have this camera that can just take a picture of your eyes for thirty nine bucks. So I did get in like an upsell. But yeah. at least I didn't have to walk around for four hours with my eyes dilated, and thirty nine bucks is a pretty reasonable price for yeah. for, for doing that. See, my 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 eye doctor doesn't do uh, you know like an a la carte type of thing. Yeah, she's just you know she's like wicked thorough and yeah. does like the whole thing from top to well, bottom. And, and 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 as this one was, and yeah. they took a picture of my eye, and I got to see the you get to see the picture. Did oh. you see that? Yeah, I don't really see the picture. Okay, so this is what the, this is what this is this big giant. Nikon camera machine, which is we. It's so weird how they have these giant machines for this little tiny eye hole that you put your your eye up to, and then you line your eye up, and then when it turns green, then then it takes snaps the picture of your eye, which is pretty cool. But fifty nine bucks for the whole visit, and I'm like, why was this other place charging me this astronomical amount of money? It's on insurance. Top of no, it's not insurance. Well, the, it depends if, if, I mean, some, you know, doctors accept certain kinds of insurance. If you're, like, out of network, then, then you're going to pay a hell of a lot more. Okay, but this was the place that the insurance, this, my lie doctor, uh, <laughs> yeah, because they my, lied to me about how much the, the thing was going to cost. Yeah, and my guess is the insurance company was lying to you, go to that doctor so we don't have to pay. Yeah, and it's just like, I'm, I'm really glad I, I changed up change things up yeah because otherwise i would have been paying ridiculous amounts of money out of my pocket for this stuff it's crazy isn't it this whole thing this whole medical industry is a scam man i'll tell you what if i didn't have so many ailments i would protest the whole thing remember i told you about the dental place that i went to one time and they were trying to finance a root canal and that's when i went back to the the guy i originally go to he's like what are they miracle workers you gotta pull that thing out of there get it out <laughs> Trust what you go to. It's 823 on Rock 102. It's uh, 826 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's the expert. Uh, real quick, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is uh, Jim Scafish yeah. uh, from the band Scafish, which was a, a band that in the 70s was really like the first new wave punk and avant-garde band in Chicago. 
uh, they got they got screwed by IRS records back in the early 80s. And it's an amazing story about how Jim was able to get the rights back to his music after a 40-year fight, uh, a legal battle. It's an amazing uh, kind of a... a, a kind of like an like an inspirational story of a guy who really who <laughs> had to fight really hard to get what was his and finally is re-releasing this music that has been out of print for uh since 1985 so check that out on apple podcast soundcloud spotify and on rock102.com you won't be disappointed in this one it's a really good episode well there you go there you I'm go looking forward to that one I, too i think you will enjoy it yeah along with all the other 200 episodes that are out there 200 I, I told you yesterday I had this the, this this little email conversation where some guy said, "Oh, that uh, interview sounds uh, really interesting on your podcast. Uh, when when is it? What time is it? It can uh, be any time you want." Like, it dude, to be. It, it's it's a podcast. It's yeah. it's all the time, and you get to choose when it starts. Or yes. did I just blow your mind? Somebody said to me yesterday, they don't listen uh, as much anymore since the pandemic and, uh, you know, they don't drive to, to work anymore. I'm like, we, you know, we have a podcast that you can download anytime for free. Oh, yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, you, you can do that. My dad listens to the show on the podcast every day. Your dad listens? Yes. Wow. Every day. Why? To see how his disappointment is really struggling hard to please him um no so he can discipline me later on yeah <laughs> but yeah. all the things i i did that have embarrassed him or listen, humiliated him in some way listen son that whole view from the couch this morning you're just not good at this <laughs> you really need to just why don't you just give up why can't you be more like your sister yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> i know so yeah but that's how he uh, he listens Oh well, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's nice that uh, it's nice that you get family listening. Well, you know, it's nice to have them know what you do for a living, as opposed yeah. to some sort of uh, you know mysterious. Ooh, he's on the radio. He must be doing I something. I don't think my family even knows what I do. <laughs> Maybe they're better off not knowing. <laughs> Probably are. It's eight twenty-eight. News is next. A Rock one hundred and two. Eight thirty-one. With Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the identities of the two Navy SEALs who have been uh, declared dead after 10 days of searching the Arabian Sea off the coast of Somalia have been released. On January 11th, Navy Special Warfare Operator First Class Christopher Chambers and Navy Special Warfare Operator Second Class Nathan Ingram assigned to a West Coast-based Naval Special War- Warfare Unit were conducting a nighttime seizure of a vessel le- illegally transporting advanced lethal aid from Iran to resupply Houthi forces in Yemen. As Ingram climbed the ladder onto the boat, he slipped and fell between the vessel and the SEAL's combatant craft into the water. Mm. According to the U.S. officials familiar with the incident, Chambers jumped in to try to save him. But weighed down by the body armor, weapons, and heavy equipment, the two SEALs plunged into the depths of the Arabian Sea and died, said the officials who spoke on condition of anonymity to provide details of the January 11th raid. The search and rescue mission to find the two SEALs was called off on Sunday and the Navy released their names on Monday. 38-year-old Chambers of Maryland moved with his family to Massachusetts before his junior year of high school. As a senior at Westfield High School, he was the Massachusetts 50 freestyle state champion and came in third at the 2005 state championships in the 100 freestyle. He graduated in 2005 and attended UMass Amherst on the swimming and diving team. Chambers' swim coach at Westfield High School, Tom Lewis, said that he was always willing to help a friend in need, even though it cost him his life. It's almost not surprising that it was done trying to help a teammate. We all, we hope that all of our children grow up to be people, a person like Chris. He was energetic, joyful, and helpful. Uh, all the adjectives you'd like your children to be, 
he was, no. said Lewis. But uh, no word yet on any uh, services uh, for that uh, young Navy SEAL that uh, <clears throat> passed away. Uh, let's see. Uh, the former state police trooper who filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against the Mass State Police was found to have committed five department violations before his termination. Five? I don't remember five. I Two, maybe. In his lawsuit, Kenny Rodriguez, uh, who uh, joined the Mass State Police in 2019, claimed he was fired in 2022 after responding to a motor vehicle crash in 2021, in part uh, because of his Hispanic background. He claims the department did not provide him with properly functioning body-worn and cruiser cameras. Following the accident, Rodriguez was uh, investigated by the State Police Trial Board, which found him guilty of four counts of violating the State Police rules of conduct during the traffic stop and one count of violating rules of conduct during an internal affairs investigation following the traffic stop. That's according to David Procopio, the director of communications. Procopio said it was Rodriguez's uh, misconduct in his response to the traffic accident and later false statements, not his racial and ethnic background that prompted his dishonorable discharge from the department. On September 11th of 2021, Rodriguez responded to a single vehicle accident at the intersection of uh, Chestnut and Liberty Streets in Springfield, where he spoke with Alexander Rivera, the driver of the vehicle that had crashed. Unbeknownst to Rodriguez, Rivera was part of an ongoing operation with the Commonwealth Interstate Narcotics Reinforcement Team, an undercover narcotics team. Rivera's phone had been tapped for surveillance by the state police. He allegedly told someone on, the on, the, on a phone call that he was all effed up and that Rodriguez would cut him a break for the accident, according to the lawsuit. Someone on the phone call with Rivera speculated that a Puerto Rican trooper was allegedly related to a gang member. Rodriguez claims in the lawsuit that this led the state police to investigate him for the traffic stop. This is a little, like, lengthy. It's very, uh, it's very detailed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Progobio said Rodriguez was terminated because he did not activate his body-worn camera to properly record all the interactions with Rivera during the crash investigation. He did not document and log all the interactions he had with Rivera. If you're not following the procedure, um, does it really have anything to do with your race or just your lack of sense of doing the job that you're supposed to do? I, I you know, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I don't see any racial component here based upon what you're saying, but there may be other things that uh, are not being reported that do. So yeah. who knows? Uh, well, we'll figure, we'll see how that one plays itself out. Emergency crews in Palmer responded to a fire on Tuesday afternoon. According to the Palmer Fire Department, at 2.29 p.m., firefighters were on their scene for reports of a blazing shed on Flint Street. I don't like a burning shed. A blazing shed. A bla I don't like it blazing either. How many normally blazing sheds you get in Palmer on any given day? Two, three dozen, whatever it takes. When crews arrived, they found a fully involved chicken coop. What was it involved in? The fire, probably. Officials said nine chickens died in that fire. Uh, the cause of the fire is under investigation at this time. It must have smelled pretty good, though, for a little while. Kind of like that rotisserie. Uh, I'm good thing I didn't have my Kenny Rogers Roaster sign out there. Somebody might have thought that I was selling. You would have blinded the firefighters. It's not the, fast the food. The flyer flighters? Firefighters. It's not fast food. It's good food served quick. I do like the smell of uh, roasted chickens. I do too. You know, you know who's got a really good chicken, uh, rotisserie chicken. This place in uh, in Westfield, the Hampton Ponds Market. Oh, really? Yeah, 
They got uh, this garlic uh, herb, uh, lemon herb and chicken, or lemon, or lemon herb, garlic uh, chicken. Really? Rotisserie. Huh. Probably one of the best rotisserie, even better than Costco. Shut up. Yeah. Get out of here. No, really? Not kidding you. It was really good. I do like a roasted chicken. I really do. They do come out pretty good. I take them, I put them on the smoker, and I stuff yeah, the insides yeah. with lemons and uh-huh. garlic. Just shove it in there. Yeah, you know, the problem I have with like a rotisserie chicken is if I if I buy one and I bring it home, uh, I'm ripping into it immediately. Like I don't like waste any time. Like I'll eat the I'll try to eat the whole chicken before I even you'll, had a chance to do anything with it. You'll open the tub on the way home and stick your fingers I would do in it. there and start yeah. eating it. Yeah. Well, you don't have any problem putting your fingers in your mouth. You did that yesterday. When you're trying to do that pop noise. I was doing it for the benefit of the show. Yes, but did you taking wash one for your the hands team. before you did that? No. I can't put my hands in my mouth if you I can't? don't wash them. Well, I know where my hands have been. I always wash after I go to the bathroom. Uh, you know, I usually, if I'm eating something, I usually wipe my hands in my shirt. I mean, I'm usually you know, pretty good about having clean hands. Well, I, but just like Robert Stack said in Airplane, don't put get your finger out of your ear. You don't know where that finger's been. He's right. Yeah, he's probably right about you that. You know, you don't know where your hands have been. They've been with me all day. Yeah, but you don't know who you touched or who you... Uh, look at all this. Look at this, how gross this is in here with all the dust and everything over it. I tried to clean this during the uh, the Christmas break. Yeah. Because I figured, oh, I got a few minutes while we're playing the 18th Tom Petty song for the morning. And I said, uh, I said, let me clean up this board. I tried to scrub... I couldn't even get the, the it's all skin. It's you, all. You know what you need on this what? thing? You need like a putty knife and a, and like a, like a hammer and it's, chisel it off. It's Where dis- you, even, even like a regular chisel would do it. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah. And uh, these microphones, my God. See, this one's pretty Ugh. clean. Yeah, but that one used to be absolutely disgusting. Well, that it had, had to be boiled. That had 30 years of, you know, <laughs> waste on it, <laughs> you know? Like just like glossy. Oh, I know. It was like, yeah. it was like the, I didn't. I didn't realize that uh, that tartar from your teeth eventually becomes a glaze, like well, a ham. That's what happens yeah. when you don't floss. I guess so. What? Uh, who doesn't love a crispy f- French fry? Do you like a crispy French I fry? I do like a crispy French fry. The American side dish makes a perfect companion for burgers, sandwiches, steaks. They do. More. Yeah, they do. While you're on the uh, quest to find the perfect fries in Massachusetts, you might want to stop by Sauce in Boston, as the restaurant is said to have the best French fries in the state. The fries at Sauce are inspired by those sold on pretty much every street corner uh, and square in Belgium, but with a twist. The potatoes are cut relatively thick. Uh, This results in an extremely crunchy exterior and fluffy, almost cloud-like interior, Though throw on some perfectly balanced seasoning and you have a winner. Uh huh. I don't know. Uh, are those steak fries? Is that what that is? I I I, I guess. Um, there's no picture of it here. Sauce, which has uh, two locations in downtown Boston and uh, on one in Somerville, was founded by three local college grads in 2008. We set out to provide inspired, made-from-scratch food in a casual co- counter setting. We believe in the power of the condiment. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Which is why we have so many sauces on our menu. Yep, we make that ketchup from scratch. Get it? Sauce. Oh, I I see. It's a play on words. Yeah. Uh, Sauce's menu comprises burgers, chicken sandwiches, nuggets, salad bowls, hot dogs, and, of course, it's notable French fries. What do we got around here for French fries that are good? (sighs) I'll tell you, the poutine 
up at the Drunken Rabbit, the poutine tater tots. Really? Dude, there's something about that. I don't know what the what that is that they put on the, the top of that, but the, the tater tots are like cooked almost to perfection, Yeah, which is hard to do. Well, poutine is typically a, like a gravy. Right. With the... Like cheese curds yeah, on top. Yeah, th- there's some seasoning or something going on there. It's yeah. absolutely delicious. Um, I'm looking at the menu of uh, of sauce. I would like to see one of these out here. They got some good stuff, man. Yeah. Burgers, chicken sandos, nugs, dogs, and a kids menu. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh huh. That's what I'm talking about. I'll order up the kids menu. Uh, you get a plain dog, a grilled cheese with uh, six piece of nugs, and a cheeseburger. You know, I uh, I am a big, having had poutine for the first time in Canada, I'm a huge fan of dipping my fries in gravy. Yeah. Huge fan. I actually like gravy more than I like ketchup. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, somebody introduced me to that friend of mine we used to go to this diner at like late at night yeah and then they it was a it was like a you ever have a perkins restaurant you remember perkins? i remember perkins yeah. yeah so we used to go to the perkins uh at night and uh we have the gravy with fries mm-hmm. it was delicious oh, it's so good yeah so good i forgot where i was somebody in the, at, a, at a table next to us ordered french fries and nacho cheese yeah i would do that i would i would knock that down sure who doesn't like nacho cheese I can't have it. It's cheese that does not belong to me. It's nacho cheese. Well, I see what you're doing. Yeah, that's, you see, that's a clever yeah, that's an old play classic of words. Joke. It's an old classic. It's an old classic, but it's I true. Know. I would do it. You know what my kid did yesterday? What? Took flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. Put them on a plate and then sprinkled cheese on them and put them in the microwave for 30 seconds and had like a like a flaming hot Cheetos nacho type uh, dish. How was it? It was actually pretty good. I got to tell you, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was one of those little bags, those little mini bags. Yeah, yeah. You take it out, you sprinkle it on a plate, right? And you throw it in the uh, the oven or throw it in the microwave for thirty seconds, and uh, came out delicious. I'd eat it, eat almost anything if it had melted cheese on it, you know, like a like a booger or you know, you know, whatever. I mean, I just love things with melted cheese. Yeah. Hey, somebody's telling me to try the nacho fries uh, on the, at Taco Bell, but but they stop they stop making them. Really? Yeah. Those they bastards. they did away with them. It's a, it's only a limited time thing. I hate when they do that. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, I don't really go to Taco Bell all that often, but I do when I see something I like. Yeah. And then they get rid of it, and then I don't want to go back there again. My favorite is the taco that's made out of chicken. Like the shell. Yes. It's a folded chicken patty. That's shaped like a taco shell, and then they fill the taco ingredients inside of it. That is awesome, but they only come out with it once every few years. You know, people uh, people uh, complain about Taco Bell. You know, they don't give Taco Bell the love it deserves. But if you only got like six bucks in your pocket, there ain't no better place in the world than a Taco Bell. I don't know. I think I think no matter what fast food restaurant you go to now, everything is at least ten dollars. To get a yeah, meal or whatever. Yeah, I know, I know, but Taco Bell has always had a good, you know, price level. Yeah, you know, they've always, they've always kept it reasonable for the people that love having like, uh, you know, like uh, 
burritos late at night. I think it was a chalupa, actually, that was made out of the chicken. Chicken chalupa. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I uh, I wish they would bring that back. They should. But no more nacho cheese fries. You can't get those there. That's not right. You're uh, Pioneer Valley. I'm glad we spent most of this time talking about drivel. It, that's not drivel, Steve. That's probably the most important news story you did all day. Uh, mixes rain and snow uh, throughout the area today. High of 43. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Win big right now at Gary. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852 and Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be a mix of rain and snow throughout the Pioneer Valley this morning in a high of 38 tomorrow. uh, Cloudy with a high of 50. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, uh, apparently Marty Caproni will be here for a rare in-studio appearance. Now, who is that? He is um, a, a local comedian, uh, allegedly, who uh, for, uh, allegedly has this comedy night where they will serve you dinner and make you laugh for as little as 20 bucks i've never heard of this guy and i hope he's legit i don't know yeah we've had a lot of comedians on this show that were simply not funny well i mean uh, like uh like back surgery provides more laughs back surgery yeah yeah i like that yeah you're the one that like you're in traction for months yeah, I, I I could I could be uh, I could be enjoying that. Yeah, a lot more than some comedy show. Hey, happy National Compliment Day, you big douche! I think if it's a, if it's Compliment Day, you're supposed to provide a compliment, not a not a, an insult. That's a compliment. Is That's, it uh, slightly better than what I normally refer to you as? Is that a bad compliment? But still a compliment? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good bad compliment. Thanks, because I was going to say, uh, you know, actually quite. Nice, kind, and uh, humane things to you. But Today is also you, you won't get that now. Oh, I don't. You weren't going to do that anyway. National Peanut Butter Day. That's also today. Yeah, yeah, I can get into that. Uh, there's a story about two young guys in Florida were arrested for speeding early Sunday morning. They were in a 70 mile per hour zone, going 199 miles per hour. What kind of car was going 199 miles an hour? Some redneck souped up. Dodge him with a hemi thing. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, two men found themselves behind bars after Orange County deputies said they were driving at speeds of 199 miles an hour. They're in like uh, one of these little sports cars. Ah, that's the that's the one. I don't even know what kind of car that is. According to an arrest report, uh, Luis Alejandro Lozano Figueroa was cl- 20 years old, clocked at doing 199 miles an hour while driving a red oh, red Chevy Camaro on the Florida Turnpike on Sunday. Deputies said uh, Mario Alberto Pazgill, or Andretti as they like to call him, right. was sitting in the passenger seat. Two other juveniles in the car were released to their parents. Deputies made 157 arrests and issued 1,290 citations and seized 54 vehicles back in 2023. We have zero tolerance for street racing here in Orange County, the sheriff's office said in the post on social media. Uh, Fig- Figueroa and Paz Gill were transported to the jail. Uh, they were being held on a $5,000 bond. Um, that's that's dangerous. I don't I, I and I don't understand <laughs> why there are so many people out there that drive so recklessly. 
Like, like you see it every single day. It's not just like a once in a while thing. I'm talking every time I'm driving home on 91, there's always some guy. Oh, yeah. Who's zigzagging in, not using directionals, just uh, riding up on somebody's bumper, then switching right over. To- well, that's just that's just regular highway driving, you know, like like drag racing. Remember like a, like a couple of years ago, they were drag racing on, on Bernie Avenue in West Springfield. Yeah. Or, or that Springfield. Bur- yeah, Bernie Avenue. And uh, in, in Springfield, and, you know, they're, you know, this because it's, it's a straightaway. So they'd uh, they'd floor it and gun it. And then uh, I think there's a banquet at the end for the winner. And and that was that. I mean, but I agree with you. I, I don't uh, I've never taken a car. A hundred miles an hour. I've never owned a car that I thought could go a hundred miles an hour. OK, well, I have. You have. Yeah. And how'd that work out? It was kind of scary. Yeah. See, I don't um, want to. I don't really want to do that. Well, I had a I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee years ago, going back like I don't know, twenty five years ago or so. Yeah. And uh, I was down in in the middle of like South Carolina somewhere in the middle of the night, and I said, "Well, let's just see if I can get it." I got it up to about a hundred and eight, which uh, was. Probably not the smartest. Probably thing to not. Do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just. I, but I never. Fe- it wasn't like I had this habit of driving like that. How, how old were you at the time? I was twenty-one or. All right. Or, so, yeah. so my first car was about that age too. Yeah. And uh, I, I had my dad's Toyota Tercel wagon. Ooh, Ooh. Look at you! Roll out the red carpet. Here comes Bax in the Toyota Tercel wagon totally cherry right yeah. anyway i could get that thing up to 55 miles an hour in about six and a half minutes and i gotta tell you you should have seen the looks i got that one out with a hot rod like that thing. oh i'm sure i'm sure you did oh yeah but i'd like to say it was a chick magnet but it wasn't really yeah but even at that time didn't chicks just like guys who had cars like oh well he's got something yes. to ride around in chicks like guys with cars yeah. they just didn't like guys with that car oh right a Tercel wagon. What's wrong? Like, with where's the rest of the family going to fit? I had a Chevy Celebrity. Wow. There was nothing famous about it other than the uh, <laughs> the inspection that it wouldn't pass. You know what? You're too infamous. You're not going to pass inspection with this thing. But we have tickets to give away. Yes, we? we do. Yeah. Andrew Dice Clay is coming to Symphony Hall on March 16th. It's going to be a great comedy show. Those tickets are on sale now. But you can win a pair just by calling 293-1021. Again, Dice is coming to uh, to Springfield. Hey! Oh! Oh! We need, we the need money. Money. Good luck to you on Rock 102.